You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. I'm watching the Christmas Eve service on my phone. Technology is just absolutely wonderful. Well, I got over it about three or four days, had some temperature, never, this is... There's some good in this. You want to hear the good? So it happened over Christmas, so that means we have a lot of food. And so I can't get out, nobody can come over, so the food's mine, and I never lost my taste buds. And so I turned into a little bit of a baby that week, and my wife just kept bringing me stuff. She said, you good over there? I said, well, you know, another little this, another little that. And then my daughter picked up on it, like, what are you doing, Daddy? I said, well, just watch this, because this is going to happen to you. She said, you look like you feel good. Well, I don't feel that good. And so I just kept, she just kept bringing. So it wasn't a bad, it was, it was good and bad, but, I, but it was good. You have to make your own decisions. That's what we're going to talk about. Kind of figure out what's the best decision to make, and that was the best for me. So I'm here. I'm going to get to play golf this week, yes, I hope. Three of you love it. I love it. If you're watching online, you can go ahead and clap. I love it. That's beautiful out there. Well, let's talk about this. This is going to be fun. And we're going to do five questions. We're not going to do them today. You want to do it again? We're going to do five questions. That's way too many for you. It really is. Like, I didn't want to come in here for five. I just want to, I'm just here. I know you're here. We're going to, we're going to mess with you a little bit. Okay, is that all right? We're going to try to help you the new year so you don't make like these, that you're going to make a resolution or whatever it is, and then you're just not going to keep it. And you don't know why you don't keep it. So I thought I might try to help just a little bit. Try to help you understand who you are. So that's kind of where we're going. But we're going to do five questions. We're just going to do one today. And all of you won't be here for all five. I get it. So you'll be gone somewhere. You'll be in Dollywood somewhere or wherever it is. So watch it online. Try to pick them up and pick out the one you think, this is, this is me. This is what I need to work on. But today kind of kicks off all of it. So this is going to be, this is going to be a very interesting day. Because I had to deal with this. You know, when I preach, I had to deal with this stuff. Because you think, oh, he's not like that. Well, I'm, I'm exactly like you. I'm exactly like you. So we have to be careful with that. And here's what uh, Craig started this off. So if you want to get mad, somebody get mad at him as we get into this. Because this is going to be fun. All right? If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you always got. That pretty much, this is not rocket science and it's not new. So if you want... To, if you don't like what you're getting, then change what you're doing. Okay, it sounds, let's put it on a t-shirt. But the problem with that is, we just can't figure that out. We, we, we have something, there's something missing that we can't make good decisions. You notice that? We just can't do the right thing. And we, we think, even, even like, you, people will tell you, you don't do that. And you'll say, you know what you'll say? I got it. I got it. Five years later in a divorce, I got it. You didn't listen. We just can't seem to make the right decision, and I'm going to try to help you with that because we're, you know, making good decisions will help you with less regrets. We got that. But if you don't like what's going on now, then maybe you should change what you're doing. Easier said than done. And now let me, let me say this. Most time, I know this happens. Most of you come in here, and so I'm speaking... And you're, a lot of times you're thinking that's for somebody else. 
You know how that works? Oh, I got that. Well, let's see if we got it. Because I'm actually going to talk to you. Okay? If you're selling, you're not telling. You're going to hear that a lot. You're, you're being sold. And you don't know it. That's what you're going to have to think when I, as I get into this. You know, if you're selling, if you're selling, you're not telling. That's going to come out all through this and try to figure out why we can't make good decisions. Bible has a good idea. I have a good idea because I've done it. I made terrible decisions in my life based on what? Because I got it. I love this, especially a teenager. I know what I'm doing. Oh, I just love that. That is just beautiful. So why are we even supporting you anymore if you know everything? It's a beautiful thing. But this is not just for teenagers. This is, this is us. This is happening. Your decisions determine the direction and the quality of your life. No doubt about it. I mean, what you decide you're going to do is going to influence the direction you do. Most of you are going to try to lose weight and exercise. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to speak to you. You won't make it. You feel better? Okay. Uh, just, you just won't make it because we're not really good at making good decisions. We're not, because we're just not wired that way to make good decisions. We're wired to make bad decisions, and we're really good at it. We, we can look at ourselves in the mirror, and we can tell ourselves, this is what we're going to do. It is a terrible decision, and your salesman in your head says, no, you should do it. You should marry that. And you marry it. That's what happens. You should date it. You should buy it. You should keep it. You should quit. You're looking in the mirror. That's a really good decision. No, it's not. And you don't even know because you've been sold. And how does this work? We have, some, we have this thing in us that sells us. We all have a salesman. I'll tell you some, Listen, I'm so far into this, I could just talk to myself. Because I have made so many bad decisions. I have sold myself on so many things, and you have done the same. And I'm just trying to help you to think about, like, are you, is this a real decision you're making, or are you being sold? That's what we got to think about. So we know that. The easiest person to deceive is the person in the mirror. You, are, you can lie to yourself so good, and you believe it. That's just amazing, isn't it? The hardest person to control and uh, make things happen and do things right, it would be you. Now, we got all these other things you can think about, like all, you know, all these outside influences, all these things that happen. But I'll tell you this, every bad decision that's ever happened, you were there. Do you understand? You were, you were there. And it's really because I don't think uh, you know who you're talking to and because we're used to lying to ourselves and we're not paying attention to any of that. So we're always being sold. We're always being sold. And we're not really telling the truth about us. And we're just going to look at us. We're just going to look in the mirror and say, oh, this is me, is it? And even that's going to be really hard. Because I don't know if a lot will change from that, but I think you need to understand, like, because a lot of times we want to blame other people for bad things that happened to us, but the truth is you were in the mirror and you made the decision. The way he forced you to do it, you just did it. Because you thought it was a good idea. Because you got sold. Even after all your, all your friends and all your family said, don't do it. You said, no, nah, I got this. Isn't that beautiful? That's how we live. That's who we are. You have a sales associate living in your head. 
It's always telling you something. That's why you, and it's attached to your heart and your brain. I'll show you how it works. But when Lynn and I were in our 20s, we decided to do something. Uh, I'm a, let me go ahead and set it up for you so that you can feel what I feel. You like that? Okay, here we go. So, so Lynn and I, we're getting married. We're early 20s. We have no money, of course. So Lynn's car keeps breaking down. I keep having to go pick her up. My car keeps breaking down, and she has to pick me up. So we had this brilliant idea that we should get a car. But not one car, but two cars. You see, so the salesman in our heads starts talking to us. He says, so you know you need to get a car. Okay. But the salesman didn't say get a used car. The salesman in my head said get two new cars. So my salesman agreed with Lynn's salesman, and she said, yes, that's what we should do. And you could feel it. It's not, it's not a want anymore. It is a need. We have to have two new cars. And guess what we do? We go out and buy two new cars. You know what the salesman didn't tell me in my head? Uh, you have to eat. Didn't hear that part. Oh, by the way, there's taxes on that, and there's insurance on that. And since it's a brand-new car, it's way up there. So, so we had two new cars, and we could do nothing but stay at the house. Couldn't even drive them. Isn't that just crazy? You said, you said that, that is, I, I, I can't believe you did that. Oh, I can believe it, because you did it. And you will do it, because we're being sold. We're not telling it like it is. We've been sold. This is the way it is. This is what you should do. And we take this feeling and it transmits to your brain and your brain. Let me tell you what's going to happen. It goes from a want to a need. And you're sold. I need this. I need that. We have one child. We need a house. We need a bedroom, a five-bedroom house now because we might have more. We need that. That's what happens. Let's just don't get one car, let's get two. Maybe we should get a bus because we're going to have so many kids. And then if maybe we could do this, maybe let's sell a little more. You must sell a little more. You know what you should do? You should get a big old van. Carry all your kids around. And then you, what you should do is pick up other people's kids and bring them to church. Sold. Isn't that a way? It is? It's just amazing how we are and how we can't make good decisions. So you're the mastermind behind every bad and regrettable decision. Anybody, any questions? Because <laughs> I'm just telling you, we're so bad to ourselves. We don't know the truth, and we're wired this way. We're just wired to make bad decisions. So here we go. Better decisions, fewer regrets, good questions, good decisions. So everything I'm telling you today, I did. Okay, so I'm, they say when you get older, you get smarter. I'm not sure exactly. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really sure because we've picked so bad. We've done so many things. We bought stuff. We dated things, people, excuse me. We dated all, and we, we had relationships. We quit. I didn't mean to say it. And, and then we quit jobs. We got that, and this is all supposedly good decisions. Then you look back for five years, and you say, what was I thinking? And I say, you wasn't thinking. You were selling, and you got sold. Because that's how it works here. That's how it works. So we have to think. We're not the only people impacted by our decisions. That needs to be understood. Because your, your, your life influences other lives. 
It's just what it is. That's the way it works. You say, well, I just want to be to myself. I'm sorry. People know you. (laughs) You have family. It just doesn't work that way. So whatever you decide is really going to impact other people. And next week we talk about this. It's called Legacy. So what are we going to leave? What's it going to look like? What will they say about you? Isn't that amazing? We're not even going there. I can't even get over myself right now trying to figure this out. So here we go. Let's do this. This is the verse. If you are thinking correctly, which you are not, so we're going to try to get, this is why we have the Bible. Did you know this? So they can say, okay, you're like born sideways, so we're going to tell you what it's really like. This is what it's supposed to be. So if you were thinking correctly and you're looking in the mirror and you say, the prudent see danger and take refuge. The smart thing to do is before you go buy two cars, brand new in your 20s, you might want to look down the road for a minute. Because you know you're not going to be able to afford it. The truth is, and you're going to have to sell it, and you're going to lose money anyway. And then you're going to learn the biggest lesson of your life, which I never forgot. But who made that decision? We did. The salesman sold me. But the simple, the naive, keep going and pay the penalty. The smart do one, and the simple do the other. The simple is like this, the naive. I live for what's happening right now. Did you know that the, for almost, I'd say, two weeks, we loved the smell of those cars? And about the third week when the pavement came in, didn't love it so much. Didn't tell me how much gas it was going to use. Didn't tell my salesman, forgot to tell me all that stuff. It sold me, you read, it sold me and left me. It was waiting for the next thing. It was the waiting for the next commercial, the next feeling. It's going to transmit this feeling from my heart to my brain, and we're going to move it away from a want. We're going to take it to a need. You need 10 children. You can just feel that. Oh, well, you can, oh wait, can you sell that? I'm just saying, do you know who you're dealing with in the mirror? This is what this whole thing is about. Do we know who we're dealing with? But keep, listen. The simple, the naive, that's the way most people live. But you said the prudent, the smart ones, think about what's coming, what's going to happen down the road. So we've got to think about that. Here's the question, the integrity question. So I'm not talking about anybody else in the room right now. I'm just going to talk to you. Okay, does that work? Just to you. So let's say I pull these four things up. There's more, but you can't handle more. So if I say, Are you, do you have integrity? And I put it out on a piece of paper and you'd all check, yes. Correct? All of you, you go say, all of you got integrity, right? Yeah. Okay, you just don't know what it is. But you have it. So let's, let's break it out a little bit. So if you're looking in the mirror, I'm looking up here. I'm going to go like, this is, I'm looking, Eddie Cox is looking in the mirror. That's what we're going to do. Am I trustworthy? What's the question. Are you trustworthy? Can you keep a secret? We'll mark that one off. And you can't, I mean, just go ahead. Can people trust you? If people give you something, tell you something, well, let you know something, can they trust you? Probably, I don't know. You, do you know? You, you have to look in the mirror. And then you can look in your past and figure out, maybe I'm not. Maybe I am. Are you reliable? If you sign up to work somewhere, I'll just go with church. I don't know what you do at your job. Let's say you sign up to volunteer. Do you know that there are people that sign up to volunteer and never vol- that don't show up? Is that amazing? It's called volunteer. <laughs> this is looking at you, not me. I, I, you do whatever you want to do. We know you're not going to show up. 
How do we know that? Because we know who we are. That's just, Jesus called us sheep. We don't know nothing. We're born this way. So you have to think, am I really reliable? Am I really doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I a genuine person or am I seeing something else? Is there a, is there a two of you? <laughs> and, 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 who do, and which one do you talk to in the mirror? Because you'll lie to yourself. Oh, it's just amazing how many lies we will tell ourselves, and then we'll start to believe them. I used to work with drug addicts and alcoholics, and you have never met people who can lie so well. They will look right in your face, and they'll say, I am not taking drugs, and they're shaking. You know why? Because they are starting to believe their own lie. I'm, I'm just telling you, are you believing your own lie? Do you know all these things? Are you genuine person? Are there two of you? One that you know and the other, and maybe you don't even know, or, and are you generous? I just threw that in. Because you may say you're generous. And you would check it off on the box maybe. But what do you do that says that you are? Only you will know. So I have to look at these things too. So I have to go back to the mirror. This is what I'm doing. Am I being sold or am I telling myself the truth? I have been sold so many times and you have been sold. So many times. And it's so hard because what we're dealing with is already in. You will never get where you need to be until you acknowledge where you are actually are. This is like, this is where I am. This is it. This is who I am. I'm sold too much. I'm not paying attention. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to change, but I think you've got to figure out. You just need to know that you are being sold because that is who you are. And you have to pay attention to what is happening. The integrity question is, am I being honest with myself? That would be the question. Really? I got to add that really in there. Do I, you know, do I know exactly why I am dating this person? Really? Do I know why I'm not calling my family anymore? Do I know? Do I know why I quit my job? Do I know? Do I know? Do we really know why we are doing what we're doing? That is the question that needs to be answered by you, and only you can answer it. Why am I doing these things? If you're having to sell yourself on an idea, it's probably a bad idea. If you've got to talk yourself into something, this has happened so many times. And I'll show you how it works in just a minute. It happens over and over and over. And you won't listen to anybody. Because we don't know how to listen. Because once we decide, once that thing goes from the heart to the brain, from a want to a need, there is no more listening. I'm going to do what I want to do, and you're wrong and I'm right. I don't care how many people tell you don't do it, you are right. And that's how you believe in what you believe. So you have to think. We rarely have to sell ourselves on a good idea. I bought, you ready? What, what did I get? I got a 1976 Toyota. It was $800. It had air conditioning. It ran well. And when it rained, the gray paint would run off onto the ground. And, went everywhere I, and they always knew where I was because I have gray paint wherever I went. That thing lasted me like five years before I sold it. You say, was that a good buy? Yes, it was a good idea. It was a real good idea. You know, I didn't, I, that, that was, listen, 
That was a no-brainer. Some of you are like, you got to be kidding. Hey, you're 20 years old and you got no money. Get something. I couldn't ride a bike to work. Couldn't do it. So I'm telling you, good ideas you don't have to sell. It's those ones that are questionable you're going to have to talk yourself into. And your salesman will help you. The salesman will help you. The human understanding. This is Francis Bacon. He's a philosopher, 17th century. Uh, I'm sure that some of you read about him in school, and some of you have never heard this before. All you know is the bacon word. You're like, bacon, egg, and cheese, that's what y'all hear. The human understanding, listen to this, I'm going to tell you, this is what happened. The human understanding, when it has once adopted an opinion, what you said, this is what I'm going to do, draws all things else to support and agree with it. So once you have made, once you have insulted, once the heart sends a signal of the feeling, this is what happens. You'll send a, feeling of, uh, send a feeling, it goes to the brain because the brain's smarter than the heart. It sends a feeling. The brain takes that and says, okay, how do I get you to buy? And the brain does this. It says, we're going to turn that thing from a want to a need. And as soon as you decide that you want it, then you have confirmation. This is what happens. If you, listen to this. If you decide you're going to go buy this kind of car, and you say, okay, I'm going to buy that car. When you start driving around, you will see that car everywhere as God. You're saying, God is showing me and telling me to buy that car. I'm going to date this girl named Lynn, which I did. Nobody wants me to date Lynn. I'm, I should use something else. That didn't happen with my wife. I'll choose, let's do Karen. Everybody know Karen? Oh, we'll do Karen. <laughs> okay, so we're going to use Karen. We're going to date Karen. So everybody's telling you not to date Karen. Everybody's telling you this isn't a bad idea. And you have already adopted and said, no, this is what I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden, you just need God to show you. So all of a sudden, you start seeing signs with Karen on them. You ride around a street, and the street's named Karen. And the next thing you know, that is God. Putting signs out everywhere for me to marry Karen. And this is what happens. Once we have been sold... Then all of a sudden, this thing, we start drawing. No matter how bad it is, we believe that it is the right thing. And then it's too late because you've been sold. You're not paying attention. And this is what the Bible tells us how it works. So all this uh, is amazing thought because Jeremiah, before Francis Bacon, already said, I've seen this in action. I've seen this happen. We are, we are born with complete bad decision. See, if you were born with good decision or best decision, here's how I would do this message. Since you're already born with good decisions and best decision, you just do those things and I'll see you next week. See how that works? It's just do the right, just go do that. But since you don't do the right thing, I have a job. You see how that works? Because you have to come back because you're going to, I'm going to tell you, this is what the Bible says, and you're not going to do it. You're going to get all messed up. You're going to come back and say, can you help me? And that's why I have a job, because you're not going to do the right thing. If you all did the right thing, we wouldn't have a church. So to be careful about doing the right thing, i got to have a job. You see how this works? This is exactly what Jeremiah says. I've seen this in action. He said to the people around me, he said, the heart is deceitful, dishonest above all things. Dishonest is my word. Because it's different from deceitful. You can be dishonest with me and I can catch it. You know, you might be trying to sell me something. 
Uh, you know, it's not really worth that. You're trying to, you can kind of catch that. But here's what he says the heart does, and this is what's wrong with us, and this is what happens to us. The heart mixes a little bit of truth with a little bit of lie, and then it creates a desire. It sends it to the brain, and it moves it from a want to a need, and you feel it. Somebody walks in the room for the first time, and you've been praying, God, whoever walks in the room is who I'm going to marry, and all of a sudden, bang, you, there it is, and you feel it. And, the, and oh, it's amazing how we are and how this works. He said, but the heart sends messages, truth about our cards, a truth, little truth, little, you know, a little lie. Truth is, we really need two cards. Okay, the lie was we need new ones. You see what happened? I was sold on the new. And then the salesman leaves me. You figure it out. Because that is how we're wired. I just need to know who I am. They tell you, to, if, you go, if you're going to buy a new house and you're saying I'm going to buy a new house in a year, don't go look tomorrow. You're in trouble. A salesman will jump on you. When you go to a car lot and you say, I just want to look around, 80% of you are buying. Is it 80 or 90? 80% are buying. And you say, well, I didn't mean to do that. I know you didn't. You didn't mean to do that. Did you mean to marry the person you married? What happened? I'm just asking the question, do we know what we are and who we are? This is what the Bible's trying to get us to figure out and watch. You got to be careful. Your heart sends a message to the brain, not what you want, but what you need. I can go to, uh, I go to golf plays, golf galaxy all the time. I walk around. I don't buy any clubs, but I want to. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I want to, but I don't because but here's how it would happen. If I really thought I needed it, then I'm in trouble. I watch people come in and buy $500 clubs. Uh, I think it's because they want them and they're going to hope it's going to change their game. Probably not. It's usually the swing, not really the club. So you can spend all the money you want. But I'm just telling you, if it changes and they know how, it knows how to sell you, you're going to be in trouble. You got to be careful. So you have to think for a moment. The heart's deceitful, dishonest, who have all things and beyond cure. All right, so you're, you're not going to cure it. You're going to have to live with it. That's just what it is. It's just not going to go away, and who can understand it? We certainly, we certainly cannot. So let's talk about somebody. Let's talk about Job real quick. Then we'll be done. All right, this guy, if you don't know about Job... Job, basically, Satan said to God, can I go after him because he loves you because you bless him, right? That's kind of how we feel, isn't it? If God's blessed, if I've been blessed, God loves me. And if he doesn't bless me, he doesn't love me. Remember how that works? That's kind of, that's your salesman again. You just get sold. So Satan goes to God again. Job had lost everything, lost his family, lost his friends, lost his money. Everything is gone. Everything is gone, except his life. So Satan shows up and says, well, let's try one more thing. So he said, skin for skin, Satan replied, and man will give all he has for his own life. Okay, so we haven't really got down to, okay, lost everything, but let's talk about him. Here's what he said. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. Imagine, imagine this. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. If you are Job and you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking, I have integrity, 
and I know that God loves me, and you're having this thought, that's all he had. I know what I'd have been doing. Why? What did I do? Job realized he had done nothing, and God still loves him. This is called integrity. He knew who he was. He wasn't being sold on anything else. He knew who he was. So Satan's going after him. One more time. You're going to love this. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery, scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife, the salesman, got to her. His wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. She had seen enough suffering for him. And you might want to judge her for that. But he was taking pottery and sitting on the floor and scraping the pus off of him and the sores. And then the wife comes in and says, why don't you just end it? But Job knew Job. He did have integrity. He knew God loved him. He knew. He knew. Job was not going to be sold. And so the integrity part of us would influence everything that's going to happen from this point on, even for next week when it comes to legacy. You owe it to yourself to know even if it points you in a direction you don't intend to go. So we'll be done on this. I would say this. I have no idea where this landed. You know what I'm talking about? Because sometimes I'll come out and I'll like, do this and online. So I don't know where it lands. But most of the time, I think some, we see things that we need to do, but a lot of times we just won't do them. All I'm asking for this week is you just take a peek at yourself and take a look. That's all we're asking. We're not saying do this, do anything, change your world. I just think you need to know who you are and when, you, and when you're being sold because that is who we are. That's what happens. Y'all stand with me. What I do does matter. What you do matters. Uh, I've looked back at my life in so many places, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm really, I don't even know how I got here. Have you ever felt that way? Like, how did I make it this far? And why am I getting to do this? I'm like, so I'm always being, I'm always being sold too. So you have to think this, it's never going to end, never going to go away, go away. Next week is legacy. What are we leaving? for everybody else. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for what you've done. Thank you that uh, we can actually take a peek and look at ourselves and see what we are and who we are. And so, Father, I pray we won't be sold, but we will know the truth, and we know the truth will set us free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.